Welcome to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast into the life of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat, I'm your host, and I'm French, deal with it. I've been a professional juggler for the past 25 years, and in this episode, we're going to talk about what makes me keep going. But before we start... Let's hear a word from our sponsor. A word, a word from our sponsor. Our main sponsor is Gravity Juggling Arts. Gravity Juggling Arts is an awesome online juggling school. And our main focus is to help you connect your mind, body, and soul. Check it out. GravityJugglingArts.com Now, what do I mean? Keep going. Well, it's been a ride being a professional juggler and spending the last 25 years of my life doing that, which is pretty much my whole life if you think about it. Like, you don't really choose what you do from zero to 15 years old when you're a child. You just live basically where you're born and you receive whatever you receive from your parents mainly and then the people around you your friends your teachers you're pretty much shaped like it's not like you are deciding consciously to move somewhere or to embrace a career to do something you just soak up everything that's around you and then around 15 years old or later depending on the human being <laughs> you start focusing and and making your own decisions and i made my decision really quickly at 15 years old i i knew that i wanted to be part of the circus like no matter what i would find a way to be part of the circus and it happened to be juggling and it happened that I became passionate about juggling and now it happens that my life and my calling is to be a juggler but originally I just wanted to be part of the circus I just wanted to keep touring with the circus and be on the road and, and live in a caravan and open my door to a new scenery every day and breathe the air of the mountain when you perform in the mountains or the air of the ocean when you're performing along the ocean or the air of a terrible city like New York City or Paris or Tokyo like you get to do crazy shit in the circus I think that's why that's where the expression uh, like a circus comes from I don't think like a circus what is this circus means like it's a mess around here 
because circus is not messy. It takes a, such a high level of skill, determination, and dedication. Like the sheer volume of dedication that you need to pour into becoming a really good circus performer in any discipline is, is, is gigantic. So it's not messy. Messy is, is the least last term you can use to describe the circus. It's actually crazy. The lifestyle is crazy. You're all over the place. One day you're in Tokyo, the other day you're in a mountain in Switzerland, and then the other day you're in Australia, and then the other day, well, you see the point. You just keep moving. That's crazy because you go through cultures, you go through geographical places, you go through kind of like space, but also time. Because honestly, like performing in Belarus, in Minsk, for example, makes you go back in like the 90s. You know, like the way things are kind of like feels the 90s. And then you go in China and there's places where you're like, damn, this looks like a hundred years ago. And it's awesome for that. There's absolutely no critique of like better or worst that one place on earth gets it and another place on earth doesn't. It's like it, that's traveling makes you realize that. If you are convinced that the place you are born and you are living right now is right in any kind of other way than just being the normal thing, being the norm. If you think that, it's that you have not traveled enough to realize the broad spectrum of understandings and of crazy different point of views of the world which was generated and created by similar human beings. It's like Chinese people are human beings, like other kind of people coming from all over the world, but they happen to create something so different, a society that is deeply rooted into a system that is like fundamentally different from the European or the Western culture. Like at its core, it's different. And then we're judging that one side or the other or whatever perspective you want to embrace is right and the other wrong. Like those people spend like thousands of years living like that and, and, and becoming who they are. And they're like close to 2 billion people on the planet. It's like, do you really think, I mean, I'm talking to myself right now because that's what I used to think at one point. I thought they were wrong. 
I thought the way they used, they were behaving in their personal space and their um, relation to the group and to authority. It's like for me, I cannot function correctly with authority. Like there's something that doesn't work. I have to see anyone around me as my equal. That's part of the foundation of my mind. I am equal to all and any of you. And I believe all and any of you are equals to each other. That's part of how I see the world, but not in China. I had to accept that the organization of society in groups and subgroups and sub-subgroups at all level of society is how they perceive themselves and how they are comfortable. And that's what they want. That's what they like. It's like they're, they're not forced to think that, that they build that mentality over thousands of years, you know? So before d dismissing it, I realized I have to let down my guard and embrace that and embrace it to the point that I make those realities mine and I accept to let go of my deep core values of how I see the world and other human beings and accept that which meant see myself that way too like I'm not important the group is more important the show is more important the the you know you go on and on and on and eventually you get to the government is more important and then that's the whole hierarchy right there that was pretty stressful to like let go of that but i learned that once you accept it you realize that they're not a hundred percent wrong of course they're getting a few things wrong like everybody but they're also getting a lot of things about what it is to be a human being right And then I realized it's like that all over the world. I worked with people from Russia, amazing people, my favorite people. In the circus, Russians are awesome. Every time I worked, they were amazing. Russian clowns, damn, we used to like drink vodka all night and then go do two shows. And then build the tent down after two shows and then travel to the next place and then drink vodka all night and then wake up at six in the morning to build up the tent and do two shows that same day. And at night, build down the tent and do it all over again, day after day after day. Three hours to build the big tub and 45 minutes to take it down and be all packed up and gone. Literally, like the chapter, the, the chapito, the big top is there, then top go and then 45 minutes later, there's nothing left. All the trucks were packed and gone and the caravan attached cars and gone and 
and we were gone. That was crazy. We were like so oiled. We did. We we. I think we built up and down the tent like ninety times that year. We did ninety different cities in like seven months. Make that calculation: ninety cities in seven months, two hundred and something shows. Man. And I was able to pull that off and drink vodka all night with amazing Russian clowns. So that's the circus life. That that's really was the spark at the beginning. Is like the the circus life. That is what I fell in love with. And I've been spending the last 25 years experiencing that. And a few years back, it I started to get tired of touring and, you know, hearing people talk about their good friends and their routines and having a, a house that you live in and that you have over many years where you can nourish and you can have like a home base and a community of people around you. I, I, I never had that. I mean, I had it, but in the circus so my community was the artists and technicians and different people working on the show while the show lasted which meant a month three months seven months sometimes a year but usually it's pretty short it's not long period of time so your close community changes all the time but it's, it's great people. The circus community is really filled with great people. So you, can al you always make new friends. And you also go through pretty strong experiences when you go on stage and stage fright. And the, the excitation of like the premiere and, and like building up to, to the beginning of the show. And, and all the rehearsal. And sometimes, you know, there's things that don't go well. And then you don't know if the premiere is gonna work or not and so you have a lot of emotion and you share that with the cast and the technicians and the people and that builds very good relationships really fast so in that sense it's not like it takes months to make really good friends you know like after uh, three days that's it we're all in it together and you just need to <laughs> keep going you know so the, the thing that I don't have is the long term, you know, is having people that are close to me and were close to me all throughout the last five years of my life, 10 years of my life, 15 years of my life. And I hear people having those kind of experiences naturally. And, and I think it's wonderful. And I, I kind of miss that because I don't have that. I, I did not kept close relationships with my childhood friends or friends that I made throughout the circus. I know that I'm still very friend, very much friends with them if and when we happen to see each other again. You know, like everything's going to come back like a snap of a finger and suddenly the last 10 years we didn't see each other is going to be erased and and we're going to pick up where we left off but that that is very random 
it's not under my control. You know, it's like whatever show, wherever you go, wherever I go, then we meet or not. And it's not very intentional. And the people that live in one place that are not nomadic, they don't know that. And they can't choose. And, and I, I think this is something that I envy. And I think people might not realize how living in one place actually gives you such a great support system. Because over time, over the years, you start knowing and have a, a really strong network of close people around you. As a circus performer, you're kind of lonely. I'm kind of lonely. I, I was alone a lot, even in the midst of very intense experiences and intense shows and being around beautiful people. It, it's been lonely. And now I'm 40 years old and I'm asking myself, is it worth keep doing? Is it worth doing it? It's a lot on the body. It's very taxing. It's, it's a lot of energy to put into that. When I do juggle and I am at my, I'm trying to be at my best. Right now I've been practicing and I am getting closer to being at a really strong state with my juggling. So it's, it's, it's really getting there. I would say I'm around between 70 and 80% of my capacities. So that's good. And I still have some margin. I can keep pushing. So it's very exciting. But it takes a lot of energy. It takes a little time. Around two hours is really the minimum. And actually, I should say three hours because it's one hour of warm-up and conditioning. It's one hour of juggling. And it's one hour of stretching and massaging myself. Like that's actually what's happening. And if and only if I can sustain that, eventually I can increase the one hour of juggling to maybe an hour and a half, sometimes at my best two hours. And then I spend four hours in the day taking care of myself. But that is not just physical. Juggling is very mental. It's very intellectual. So I'm kind of like thinking a lot while I'm juggling at that level. So it's very tiring physically, but it's also tiring my brain, which means it's only four hours in the day. I could take another four or six hours to be very productive and do stuff like recording a podcast right now. But a lot of the time, I don't have the energy. I don't have the mental energy because everything went into doing pirouettes with eight balls and dealing with 10 balls at a time in multiplex or doing a routine of five balls throughout the next 10 minutes where I try to keep going and control the direction and work on my center of gravity and connect myself with the earth as I'm connecting with gravity and as I'm letting the energy go through my body from the earth into my pattern so I can juggle in a very beautiful, elegant, and gracious way. That is my goal, is poetry of juggling, is 
pure movement being in the exact alignment that makes whatever juggling I do easy and absolutely flawless. Not in the sense that it's perfect, in the sense that it's grace, it's divine. If I can create that and experience it for myself, it's awesome. If one day I can bring that on stage and have people see that and experience that, that's my ultimate goal. That's my calling is to be on stage and offer that level of grace into the most technical and difficult juggling in the world. Now, I'm not saying I'm actually doing it. I'm saying I'm trying. That's my goal. That's my aim. So that's my drive. And sometimes I hear people ask me questions like, how are you so dedicated? Or how are you so passionate about this? Or what? How is it possible that you did that, you know, such commitment, you know, people are, I think, kind of impressed and asking me like, what's the secret? And I'm thinking, how are you not doing anything like that? How are you not passionate about your life? How are you not passionate about your job? How are you not passionate about meeting new people, falling in love, creating shit, just looking in the sky and wandering and looking in the stars and walking naked under the rain? I don't know. How don't you want to live your life like that? That's my question. So I really don't know what to say because there's no trick. It's just how I am, which makes me wonder how are people different than me? Nearly thinking like, what's wrong with me? Because a lot of people look like they're not really into it. They're, They're doing boring stuff. And I I mean, I get it. It's like life's hard and not anyone chooses their circumstances like 100%. Of course, life is hard. But life is hard for everybody. Life is hard for me too. It's the worst career choice I ever ever did by like (laughs) becoming a circus performer. My, I don't have money on the side. I don't have any economies. I, I didn't, I, I don't have any money. Like, this is not why I'm a circus performer. Sometimes I do make a bunch of money and then I live with it until it runs out. And sometimes it runs out for a while before I get another job. But that doesn't matter. What matters is beauty, it's poetry, it's truth, it's art. Art matters. So the money comes and goes. So life is hard for everybody. 
And I accept that and it's hard for me and it's hard for others. But where is the passion? Where is the drive? So I, I really don't know what to say. Unfortunately, there's no magic trick to be like that or to be passionate. I guess you are or you are not. And that's the big question. Where does that come from? And I think it comes from being a child and every child on the planet having that spark. Okay, maybe not every single child. Maybe a, a couple are tragically not part of the lot. But most kids, overwhelmingly most kids, are born with this spark. And I feel like the spark is being nourished by the people, the community, the parents around the child, like we're talking about the beginning of the podcast, from zero to 15 years old, and it's nourishing that spark. And you keep growing that spark. Or it's being like not taken care of and it's dying. And then you have zombies walking all over. Like, I mean, not isn't like every zombie movie a critique about how the society is just numb and 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 walking dead around freaking zombies man don't be a zombie be an artist it doesn't fucking matter what happens with the money or with the, the physical goods. All of that is our creations. Money is, is, is not a reality. Money is an agreement. Money, it's a choice, is a choice. Money is a choice the human race made a while back. Actually, a part of it, not even all of it. There's just a little part of it made an agreement that I, we're going to make up money and agree on a value so now we can make things easier and then it's spread all over the world that's a concept it's not fucking real art is real art is life art is you breathing your soul and exhaling who you are to the world it's you being seen. It's you existing. Be passionate. You don't have to be a professional artist to be an artist. You don't have to be seen. You can do that for yourself. You can do that in the intimacy of your soul. But do it. God damn it. Do it. I need you. The world needs you. Damn. I, th I think that was a pretty good rant. 
Let me know what you think. I really like to hear from you guys. You know, hit me up like the all the stuff, you know, the social media and stuff, like anywhere. You know where to find me. My name is Cyril Abat. Just type, type that out on the internet and you're going to find me somewhere. Come on. Damn it. It's not like I'm famous or anything, but like the internet can find anything, anyone, any, any, everybody's on internet. So I am too. Don't forget to see my friends at Circus Talk, circustalk.com. They have a bunch of resources for performers on their website. My other sponsor is Play Juggling. In my opinion, play juggling is making the best juggling props out there. They've been developing and improving their juggling props by listening to feedback from professional jugglers all over the world, including yourself truly. And the result is stunning. Their juggling balls are amazing. That's how I was able to make the leap and juggle 10 balls. I, I can juggle 10 freaking balls. Oh my God, this is a lot of hours. This is 40,000 hours doing something as irrelevant as juggling to master juggling with 10 balls at once for a good 15, 20 seconds. That's the culmination of like such a dedication and Play juggling are doing honor. How do you say that? They're, they're paying their respect to that, to juggling. They're actually doing an amazing job and an amazing service to juggling. So uh, go there and use my promo code gravity10 to get 10% off your order and rate the thing and leave a review and share it with your friends you know do the, all the good stuff guys like really do it you know like this time around i would really appreciate it if you like actually take the time to do those things yeah that would be really cool the theme music is composed and performed by the amazing band head on television check them out thank you for listening to the show and remember Failure is an essential part of juggling, but failing is not the problem. The problem is not learning from your failures. So get out there and juggle, fail, learn, repeat. Yeah.